0: See. Hello, welcome to Ask Adelie and Anna. We are currently on
1: a boat. What's the name of the boat? Does anyone know? Ship. the mm-hmm. motor ship MS Ship. Nice. Mm-hmm. This uh, is. Yeah.
2: We're on our way to Bergen, and uh, so is Ragnhild or Moss. Thanks for coming.
0: Um, tell us who you're. Who? Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Well. Uh, Same as you, I've been invited here by the Coast Contemporary. Uh, I'm a visual artist, Uh, I'm also um, running a project space in Oslo called Podium, and I'm also writing um, in between critiques but uh, also other texts. I've come into situations where giving advice is what you do, so I think you have been chosen not to feed a monster.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, well we. Questions. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this mm. <laughs> pans out. Okay,
0: this question is What are the most important tools that make a good curator?
1: Well, very short answer is curiosity, and sort of like curiosity and nothing more. Mm. Um, but then, of course, also there's time, and there are various ways to get time, both time to research things uh, and time is money so it's good to have money so you can research things and visit people and talk with people and put people together mm. hmm. So both the curiosity
2: and the matchmaking well, What do you mean by matchmaking? Oh mm. it's
1: putting people together
0: Oh oh, like deciding which artists belong together here.
1: Yeah and how do you do that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts? I don't know. That's kind of tough. Because sometimes
0: you see a uh, group exhibition and it really coalesces. And then other times... Are th- is this what we're talking about? Group exhibitions? Like if you're putting oh, it together? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: in my head? In your head? For me it's also like the time that... Because you, we you were talking about time yeah. and getting people together is... Which people together? it's also sort of like the curator and the artist in some situations
2: yeah
1: depends on what you want to do mm. but in the end it's sort of like back to curiosity, I think without the curiosity it sort of falls dead yeah mm. mm-hmm. very often what you really 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 would desire to have is not always more money, often but not always, but more time mm. Mm. just like what. Well, Give me two more days in a week.
2: Yeah, Mm. because things grow and you don't know
1: how. Or more hours to sleep. (laughs) Oh, (laughs)
2: definitely during this. I tend to self-doubt the ideas work I have produced or want to produce, which then leads to feelings of insecurity and low self-esteem. It doesn't help that I have been dealing with a depression throughout my life and I think I am invisible to others. How would you tackle these negative qualities, mindset, that keeps holding me back in becoming the best me I can strive to be?
1: So this is, this is a terrible question. It's super difficult to be like a receiver of that question. It's very difficult. But it's also, I think, very brave and very open of the person who's asking it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's sort of like false. It tries to go into both the life category and the art category at the same time. And, of course, these categories are not really separated. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the more... Because I was drottling down an answer. But the main point is, I think, that there is this thing about uncertainty. It's so necessary in the artistic work to not be extremely sure about things but actually to, de- uh, to, to carry this weight and sometimes pain of being uncertain
2: hmm.
1: so the, I would probably begin by asking if the pain of the uncertainty here outweighs the beneficial parts of it or the beneficial qualities of uncertainty that's surely also there because it's really like one of the fundamental things to our profession Uh, doubt gives a reason to ask questions and to search for answers because if you're sure you don't do these things
2: Hmm.
1: and even just this point of being in a position to ask this question to us and to want advice about it is somehow to be already kind of accepting the fact that if you are depressive and now struggling and having this acceptance and daring to go seeking for advice is actually having done a huge thing and it's the beginning of something. But as a life advice, then it's probably good to follow that up also with professional uh, advice givers. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: not as amateurs. Yes.
2: Yeah. But it's like a really good first step to like ask for advice because yes, it's yeah. that's also just acknowledging that I need help.
0: Mm.
2: Or mm-hmm. I also uh, really recognize it's sort of what you're saying about the necessity of the doubt. Mm. And to me, I just have been thinking that as long as the doubt doesn't make pacify me mm. or paralyze you, mm, yeah, yeah, then it's not dangerous. <laughs>
0: And I think sometimes you just have to, l- oh, oh,
2: who's at the door? Let's see. <laughs>
3: hey, Hi. welcome. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. Yeah. Hey, you guys have real windows.
2: Welcome. We are recording. <laughs> yeah. So <Hello>. um <laughs> hope it's cute that you can just uh, join in. Yeah. yeah. And now we are, have actually two advisors here. Um, <laughs> Would you like to tell us your name? and
3: what you do, so that there's like a, an idea of who's giving advice. I'm Christian Alfaro. I work at the Barbican Centre in London, and my title is Arts Planning and Evaluation Officer. Make of that what you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for
1: coming. Thanks for having me. Um, but this also, what we didn't get into is there's also the question of like, what is this normalcy? Because I think the pain comes from an idea about what is normal mm. and what is proper to do. So while the, the doubts that can generate good question comes from like a, a good place, mm-hmm. then this demand for a kind of normality creates the pain.
0: Yeah, that's actually... In addition
1: to the... Well,
0: well that's come up a lot, hasn't it, mm. with people mm-hmm. um, comparing themselves to others or, you mm. know, just feeling like they're somehow, like, for instance, um, Kristen, you were saying that you were nervous before you gave your talk. Yes. And mm. when I saw you and when I saw Lisa get up and speak, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me at all that you might be nervous. And so I, I wonder how many times I've thought that and that I mm-hmm. seem nervous or, and then nobody even notices. Because when I'm in the audience, I'm not thinking, "Is this person nervous?" Unless they are shaking or something. Mm. Yeah. But for the most part, I just I'm like really interested in what they have to say.
3: Mm. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get nervous performing?
1: Yes, I do. But yeah. um, I mean, I can remember like these flashbacks to the first times I did presentations at the university. Yeah. And I prepared so hard. And I can remember standing there with, like, an A4 paper and just shaking and not able to get any voice out of my throat even. And my face, like, totally red. So painful. But then I got, like, this sales and service summer job and got so used to sort of, like, both guiding people and talking to large groups of quite, like, emotionally... uh, how do you say, like stressed out people? Mm. And that somehow just really gave me like the best training ever for actually talking to people and especially groups of people.
0: Oh, that's great. I can relate what you're saying to the question that we have because one of the things that I think a strategy for dealing with uh, doubt and feeling like you might be a failure and all these things is to just actually fail. Because mm-hmm. I had this exhibition, and I felt kind of rushed. I was, it was a group exhibition, but I had mm. to... They were like, and you have this whole wall. And I was like, what? You know, and I was, like, feeling kind of panicked about mm. about it, feeling pressure. Um, I, there were certain people I knew were going to come, and I didn't feel great about the work that I put there. Mm. But there was nothing I could do. It was, like, too late. And I told my sister, I was like, uh, I sent her images. and I'm like, this is the work I have. I feel like it's not good. I feel insecure and she was like yeah it's not very good
2: oh okay. and I was like
0: oh crap <laughs> and she was like no you've done better and you can do better mm. and so I was just it was like painful like I mm. had to go cry because I'm mm. just like wow even my sister who's supposed to be like the supportive family member mm. it just was really blunt with me and uh so I felt like it was horrible I just lived with that feeling for a while but then um you know there's always someone that's going to think your work is interesting or yeah. great I think mm. no matter what because sometimes I'm surprised when someone loves something that I think is terrible, and then mm-hmm. there are things that I love, and people are like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think no matter what, I mean, even if your audience is tiny, it, somebody's somebody's bound to be at least, at least find it interesting and, and be curious. You know, you talked about curiosity, mm-hmm. and just wonder, and maybe even, you know, conversations could come out of your ideas, and then you can learn to be more bold and try mm-hmm. new things, but... I think you just have to go through that painful feeling of stand, standing at the podium and shaking, you know, in order to, like, move forward.
2: Mm. Yes. Um, so this is actually, like, as an artist, but translated to whichever con- like to your context, if mm. you like. As an artist, is pension even an idea? Any suggestions for how to start saving? Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get a government job. they say i i have the best pension at the minute but i don't quite understand Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. i know that i pay a lot more than i used to but when you don't have a stable Mm -hmm. job and you're kind of going back and forth i don't actually i don't think i have advice except that you know i don't think i've really had a pension until Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and this is quite late in life so i gotta say i worry I, for I yourself yeah I do mm-hmm. um, but then what are we supposed to do you're f- freelancing or you're a student for a certain amount of time um, and then you only really start that full time job a bit later in life mm. Yeah, I don't know are they important but they, people like um, Thomas Cook could lose them or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I don't I'm sorry, I don't think I can answer that question. Thanks (laughs) for your (laughs) honesty. Let's see what the the one with notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think actually I'm I'm scrapping all my notes because... um, Well, in one way, a pension sort of focuses on a belief that the world will continue more or less the way it is running right now. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that notion feels quite shaky, I think, in our day.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I agree. this
1: totality that it will actually continue. That if you follow this program, there will be money for you when you get old. It yeah. doesn't really feel safe. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. On the other hand, I also have some. I mean, like the the Norwegian answer would probably be to begin working the u- artists' unions mm-hmm. on this question and say that this is important. Focus on this as well, mm-hmm. um, but I also have friends who are more strategic in this i think mm. well if we begin like collecting some art pieces and you can get some quite nice art pieces they're not that expensive now and you basically go into speculation yeah mm. and when you get old you sell them off <laughs> the very big price
3: this is what the marcoses did <laughs>
0: <laughs> the what? In, the, in the Philippines, yeah. yeah. So I
3: just watched a film called The Kingmaker, mm-hmm. and it was all about she had um, the documentary. There were certain photos in her, her Amelda Marcos's um, current apartment in Makati, mm-hmm. and then there was a Picasso in the background and all of the other things. And then controversy happened in the Philippines government. They wanted to take it back. Um, uh-huh you know, take back all of these paintings that are worth millions of dollars. Mm. That's their money for the Philippine people. Mm. And then the next shot of the documentary is they changed it completely, so they were just portraits of Imeldo, Imelda and fernando Marcos instead. Mm. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's something mm. to that. I think <laughs> that's really good advice. Yeah. I might yeah. take it. Somebody was yeah. just
2: telling us today that um, Yeah, the this uh, oh, The Economist? The economist mm-hmm. it was
0: she was saying that um, people trade work with their friends with the idea that someday it might be their retirement. Yeah, but well, well, this is even more the motivation, though. I mean, of like, course. It's also nice <laughs>
1: to have the artworks of your friends around you. Right. Yes, absolutely. But of course, in the end, your network in many ways is also a kind of security network.
2: Yeah, mm. that's true. Wow, like I've never thought about that before. Never, and no. actually, this, earlier this morning was like. I was looking at some of the presentations and some of the works by my friends would show up and mm, I, was yeah. like, I was like, Oh my God, I've got such amazing, <laughs> art. like my friends are such great artists. Like you look at the pictures, like, Oh my, I'm so proud, you yeah. know? And then I could even like, I think it, it could secure me financially by having such great friends.
0: Well, the traditional idea of investing, I mean, at least mm. the pure hearted idea of investing is like investing in things you believe in. Mm. Um, yeah. So, if you're investing in your friends, that's like a different, you know, it's just the same
3: thing in a different, uh, field.
2: Mm. Oh, inspiring. Yeah.
3: I like that. It's a good thing you started with, uh, the depressing one. No, but we should ask some more, but these you were the ones questions? that sounds to... Oh. But, you know, I want stay? to stay.
0: Yeah, yeah please. please. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like the question, just say pass. Why do I dress up for other people's openings, but not my own? <laughs> Can you relate, Freud? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if
2: this is like ask should I asking for advice? But at least it's a question. I think you you're better suited answering
1: this question. <laughs> I think that during my own openings, um, the most amazing thing is to have kind of a manager, choose a manager, choose a partner, or if you're your partner, a friend, any uh, one of the curators, or like someone that's working at where you are exhibiting and you make an alliance and you give this person the responsibility of stressing you down and dressing you up. Mm. In the <gasps> wow! Because I find that I myself, for all of my openings, I'm standing there more or less in work wear, and I haven't showered, I have not put on makeup. It's just like, you're so stressed and you're also so focused and the focus is so good. Uh, <laughs> but then you see the pictures <laughs> <laughs> Yes uh, So after getting this very nice boyfriend uh, He's helping me out um, Just of being this stabilizing mm. Thing in the life But also like preparing These quiet little moments where you can Actually have the time to just breathe out Have a little glass of champagne And then drink water during the opening <laughs> Which is actually quite clever uh, And then Yeah uh, have like this short moment to just uh, get your dress on or your pants on or whatever you want mm-hmm. so alliance is so important oh. in these situations don't believe that you're going to have the time or the presence of mind to deal with these things yeah mm-hmm.
0: I was just telling I think I was telling you Anna that um there's a, the dress that I wore yesterday i um, I wanted to wear it to my opening because it matched my art <laughs> like I, had used, <laughs> I had used that fabric. <laughs> And so instead, you know, like I had a day and a half or something before my opening, and my family, like, had flown in to, you know, it was my first uh, museum solo exhibition. My family had flown in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on, I have to make this dress. <laughs> like, how do you do pockets again? <laughs> you know, it was just rid- this ridiculous thing. Like, it, I don't know. it Maybe it's not so important. You know, like, I, I do like the idea of having someone help you mm-hmm. to dress up because you might be frazzled and... Um, but Might
2: I, I, I really often don't dress up. Like I try to dress up, and then it's like, mm. no, this is just this is just a lie. And then I <laughs> like put on my normal clothes. Maybe like I, what I usually do is have like normal clothes but new sneakers. Because <laughs> then it's like, <laughs>
3: I'm also a sneaker person. <laughs> yeah. Do you buy sneakers specifically for openings to match the? <laughs> no,
2: it's just so because then I because if they're new, it looks like I'm a little dressed up, even though I'm like. Uh, ca- yeah. like casual wear.
0: Oh, I, th- I just want to point out, I wasn't matching my work just for kicks. I wanted people to be able to identify me as the artist, because they were like ah, that's sure right. Right. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's sort of something, like not uh, dragging a um, bag around and not wearing your outwear, sort of also announces you as the artist or someone who's belonging to this yeah. Yeah. To the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, we have to ask some question that's not so (laughs) artist-specific. Okay. Did you want to ask the same question you asked Martha? How do I deal with uh, crushes when I'm in a monogamous relationship?
0: Yeah, we just, you know, season one we had a lot of relationship questions, or a decent amount. Yeah. And then this season, it's so... Because of the people we're talking to, it's been so, like, uh, career-related.
3: Yeah, like, we need some some love too <laughs> <laughs> well I think it's it, you know you guys were telling me this is going to be tainted by what you told me but I really think that your advice was perfect it was just have some humor with it yeah. it's like it's light it's fun it's uh crushes aren't real right but isn't that the beauty of it yeah the illusion
0: it's a little a little fantasy life brief Yeah.
3: yeah brief fleeting yeah I don't really have... I'm sorry, guys. I feel like i might like, not give
1: <laughs> you <feel> it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's also on the sort of side of acknowledging uh, things. To know that you're human and to know mm-hmm. that humans have this kind of like very physical attractions or like also an attraction of brains and it mm-hmm. happens. Then to also know to separate it from... Kind of like what you want and what you desire. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. at the core of it, like I, I've had crushes with people that would be terribly suited for me. You know, like it'd be, it would be a horrible relationship, mm-hmm. and I can acknowledge that. You know, I'm like that's terrible It would be terrible, mm-hmm. but it's fun to just be like.
3: <gasps> Do you acknowledge that with yourself and your partner, or yourself and the crush and your partner? Um, <laughs> I have, you sometimes with the crush, like, haha, you know, like, like, for instance, when I
0: uh, first started dating him, I had a huge, it developed because I started hanging out at his place, the relationship with being like, I have a crush on your roommate, ah. you know, so, <laughs> so at the beginning, I had one of these little crushes that formed from just, like, hanging out with them, mm. but, um, that just, you know, like, it went away of course but you know just like it was so silly but yeah it just happens all the time like with unexpected people that I just am like oh they're so funny or cute or
2: really really hot <laughs> <laughs> this we have also asked before but I'd like to get your, uh, your um, feedback uh. how do I get what I want without being a guy for example in a group meeting a proposal suggestion is made by a woman and not taken seriously while the same proposal would not would get applause and implementation if made by a male? How do I talk? How do I suggest things that could, in a manner that would lead to positive results? What type of reth- rhetorics or strategies
3: could be useful? Alliances. Always have alliances. We have that at work. Where we're in meetings with the um, majority of men at work, you always know who, who your person is, who will support your argument, and you know that beforehand, and they'll just keep bouncing back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll keep
3: bouncing back and forth to make sure we acknowledge what we're saying and it's recognized. Wow! Um, but you oh, just nice. have to keep doing that. That's amazing. Mm. So this is something you've discussed.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's
0: incredible, and it must feel so cool yeah. to be in a meeting and be like, "Oh, Jim just talked over me. Uh, Sally is gonna yeah, step exactly. in right now, and then so just you sit know back someone, and <laughs> someone
3: has your back." Yeah, mm. someone's gonna, someone's gonna stand up for you. Um, but yeah, that's that's the most important thing. Um, and I think learning, being able to read the situation, learning when you can push mm. and when you have to stop, or even just gradually pushing
0: mm.
3: uh, buttons. Sometimes I think I tend especially in the context of of Britain, I tend to be a little bit more aggressive,
1: mm.
3: I think, ah. just because it could be something very simple. I'm asking a question and then it feels too aggressive. Um,
2: well, it's a, are you perceived more aggressive in Britain? Yes. But
3: you, you're the mm. same as home? Yes.
2: Oh. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so I've
3: had to learn how to turn down, mm. tone down and then um, adjust and sort of rephrase things mm-hmm. so that it's a little bit more... So it's legible, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fact, I constantly feel like I'm translating, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's also important mm-hmm. to get yourself heard.
0: I keep hearing advice that I for um, hearing answers for things, and they're they end up being things I've never even thought of.
2: Yeah. Like planning mm-hmm. in
0: advance. I know I work mm-hmm. in an institution that has a lot of either like a lot of men who just kind of talk down our ideas or whatever, mm-hmm. and let, let's sit down and become a force against this
1: mm. yeah like they might not even know they're doing it mm. but this is also like this subtility of structures mm-hmm. and when you notice them and also manage to deal with them it's mm-hmm. such an amazing moment as you say it's also of course extra work to always yes. have to translate yourself but it's also about that kind of like knowledge that you have gained and that you mm-hmm. understand how to operate yeah,
3: yeah. it's also it's it's it can be incredibly powerful mm. and
1: empowering in mm. the moment. I
3: love it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: now I'm I mean, now I'm excited to be sort of <laughs> I'd love to see team. this in
3: action. Yeah. 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 Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: We can do it at dinner. <laughs> 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 <That's> totally. Great. <laughs> <laughs>